0: The Eagles are at the podium and we are on to Atlanta. I am your host, Michael Kist. Shout out to Bleeding Green Nation and SB Nation for making all of this possible. And today we have a triple-decker of press conferences for you. Before we get to that, some quick plugs. Check out the most recent Kist and Solak in your feed, episode 116. Me and Benjamin Solak broke down the coach's film of Eagles week one their win over Washington, including thoughts on Jim Schwartz's cornerback deployment and alignment, Carson Wentz's big day with Deshaun Jackson, a little more Deshaun Jackson, some offense and defensive line play, the loss of Millie Jackson for the season, and we also take a look around the NFL for some of our week one takeaways overall. There's also a new QB sco show coming your way later today, where me and Mark Schofield will talk about Wentz's first week in action, and we'll start to preview the week two matchup, breaking down the Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan. Then there's going to be a very special BGN radio later this week that I know you will enjoy, followed by the debut of Babes on Broad with new BGN talents, Sam Wilson of 97.5 The Fanatic, and Jessica Town. Plus, two more preview shows coming your way as me and Solak will break down the offense versus defense and defense versus offense in two separate shows as we prep for the Falcons. All that coming your way here on BGN. So make sure you're subscribed to the feed and also following at BGN underscore radio to get notified when these shows are Are dropping. One quick note before getting into some Eagles news, and it's a correction from the last Kiss and Solak show. I erroneously said the Eagles played the Jaguars this year. That was dead wrong. I think I had a 2018 Eagles Pro reference tab open, so please roast me. I deserve all of your scorn, and I apologize. As far as the news goes, The Eagles have signed six-year vet defensive tackle, Akeem Spence. He spent last year with the Dolphins and has 57 starts in his last 88 games. He started all 16 last year while playing for the Dolphins defensive coordinator and current Eagles defensive specialist, Matt Burke. So this is somebody that the Eagles are familiar with, at least Burke anyway. And it's obviously that this is a response to Malik Jackson being out for the season, the Eagles also waived tight end Alex Ellis, who is impressive as a pass catcher in preseason, but has a ways to go as a run blocker. If he clears waivers, and my guess is he will, the Eagles can always sign him back on the practice squad. We'll keep you abreast of any new moves as the week goes along. All right, so as I already said, there are three press conferences in this puppy. We've got Doug Peterson from September 9th, that's Monday, and then from Tuesday, two press conferences with Mike Gro, followed by Jim Schwartz. Let's see what they had to say when they were at the podium.
2: Uh, Malik Jackson, is there an update on
1: him? Uh, there is. Um, we're still waiting on a few more test results with him, um, but uh, it's a significant injury that uh, is going to be going to require some time.
2: You really got enough out of your pass rush yesterday. Oh. Are you happy with the way? Uh, you know, I thought
1: the like second that. half we did. Uh, first half, um, you know, and again by design, the ball was coming out of Casey's hand pretty quick. Uh, a lot of play action up there, you know, uh, seven and eight man protection scheme. so it kind of stymied the rush a little bit. But I thought in the second half we uh, made a made a conscious effort to really get after him in their offensive line with the four guys we did pressure a little bit, um, made the difference in in the second half.
2: Can I see some surgery or? Uh, what's the plan? Wait, that's why we're
1: waiting on some more some more information on him. Is yeah.
2: it possible he'd be back this year?
1: Yeah, until we find out more, um, I really can. not Answer that right at this yeah. time. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait and see. We're gonna wait and see if we do we may do something tomorrow.
2: What do you see you from those other guys, Jernigan and Hassan?
1: Uh, yeah, I thought Jernigan, uh, you know, was dif- disruptive at times. I thought Hassan, you know, got in there, especially late in the game when, when Malik came out. You know, had a, had a couple of uh, pressure uh, pressure moments there. Um, you know, and and again, getting in game action. Um, you know, it's a little different. Speeds a little bit different, but uh, I thought both guys, uh, both guys were were disruptive, and uh, uh, Timmy in particular um, did some did some really nice things.
2: A well, lot guys coming back from injuries like Brandon Fletcher, um, Bradham,
3: you know, Darby. I mean, heels a lot of snaps. I mean, was that. More than you expected,
2: were you impressed with how they were able to handle it? And what does that
1: mean going forward? Yeah, you know, we, we, we monitor, monitored them during the game. We wanted to make sure that we weren't getting, you know, overworked, um, I guess. Uh, but the guys you mentioned played played outstanding, um, starting with Brandon Brooks. Um, you know, he was explosive. Um being able to come off the ball, change of direction. It, it just looked like he, he picked up where he left off. And, you know, Fletcher was the same way early in the game. You could see the explosiveness, the uh, uh, explosion off the ball, you know, the quick, uh, quick trigger that he has. And, and and the same with even, you know, I'll even put Derek Barnett in that group. You know, Derek Barnett was that way throughout the game. And, and Nigel, I think getting back into rhythm and, you know, controlling the defense and making the calls really uh, settled in and, uh, all those guys did some, did some really nice things.
4: What, what happened
2: on the uh, Vernon Davis touchdown? What did you see when you watched that? Happen? We just missed
1: the tackle. Um, you know, it was kind of a late throw. You know, uh, the case was on the perimeter. We had a chance to hit him hit him right away. You know, kind of looked back inside, hit him late on the sideline, and then we just we just flat out missed the tackle and, and uh, had a chance to get him out of bounds or at least get him on the ground.
2: You went know, through a stretch in the second half where I think you converted eight straight – third down opportunities. Aside
4: from brilliant play calling, of course, what what was the nature of the turnaround from the first half when you guys were able
2: to extend those drives and stay on the field? I mean,
1: no, and, and honestly, it was the difference between the two halves. I mean, you think about defensively, we couldn't get off the field on third down in the first half, but yet we did in the second half. And then offensively, we couldn't convert a third down in the second half. We did. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just a credit to the guys um, making subtle, you know, subtle adjustments at halftime, but, you know, just boiled down to execution, you know, and, and uh, the only way we were going to get back in the game was to convert those, uh, honestly, um, and uh, they did a nice job doing that.
2: You to so so lean on Darren a fair amount early on, and then work Jordan and Miles and, and there as the game went on is it simply an opponent by opponent week by week basis to who gets more work or is there what's the kind of the governing thinking?
1: yeah about? as you guys know we, when we put the run game together we talked about this um, you know we, we think about the backs and who who's going to be in on certain plays and it's just kind of the way the game went the type of running game that it that it, be, that, it that it became um, you know Darren's number was on some of those plays. And and yet, as the game wore on, it started getting Miles in there a little bit more and getting Jordan in there a little bit more. And you saw exactly, I mean, that great run by, you know, Miles had a couple nice runs, you know, late in the game, third quarter, fourth quarter, the touchdown that came back. So you can see how dynamic that can be. And, and we're just going to continue to work it that way. Um, sometimes it's the hot hand, but sometimes it's based on, game plan and, and who's in at that particular time I know
2: you said I know you said that the uh, the fourth and in inches was it was a no-brainer what about the two-point conversion to go up nine was that a tougher one
1: no because um, everything everything told us at that point uh, even before the drive started that uh, the communication we had was this was a two-point a two-point two drive uh, if we scored you know thinking was if you kick the extra point you're up eight and a touchdown two point you're tied so this way it puts it into a two-score game and, and really Push the pressure back on them to, to do that.
2: Uh, what did you see from Jordan on, on the field? Uh, specifically? You are next. What did you see from Jordan? Uh, he only had six carries, but what did what did he show you? He
1: he he runs behind his pads. He's low. He's uh he, he he's a powerful guy. Um and 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 quite frankly, you know, he, he made some catches out of the backfield, some difficult catches that were low, uh and being able to snag the ball. So this guy, uh, we're excited about him. Um. You know, and we just got to keep him keep him coming and keep him in the mix. A lot of the
2: players said after the game that they could kind of feel that human element of the, the jitters pregame. I'm, I'm curious if you think that could have been settled down with more reps in the preseason, or was that just something they needed to go No, through?
1: that's not a preseason deal at all. That's that's being excited for a home opener and a great crowd that we had, and everybody was in their seats to kick off, and I was feeling it. I mean, I, you know, I was excited. I was I was nervous. Butterflies, I mean, it was, it was a great atmosphere, and, and I can – you can kind of feel that with the players you know just the excitement and uh nervous energy you know a little bit before the game so um uh, but it was all it's all positive and it's all um it's all good
2: uh, you would have girl. At halftime deshaun jackson had some words for the players he broke the team down um, what did he say to them and do you see so I, I didn't
1: hear exactly, what because I I said my remarks and I left. Dom and I walked out, and and he did step in. I did hear and see that part of it, but we were out, so I didn't get a chance to hear exactly what he said.
2: I mean, lot
1: of talk about see as leader. I mean, I think for him to do that, um, of course, he you know he has history with the team. You know, he played there. Um, and, and so for him to do that and, and in that sort of environment, you know, in front of the team um, shows a lot of who he is and, and how he's he's grown up in this league. And and um, listen, he's a competitor. He wants to win. And, and we weren't playing our best, you know, uh, offense, defense, special teams We weren't playing our best. So uh, it was just a little friendly reminder, I believe, to the team that, you know, because the guys understand, I think I think they can the potential's there, you know, uh, we just got to continue to work. And he saw that. So he wanted them to, uh, understand that.
4: No, I
2: noted this off season that, that? you and Mike Brown okay. noted this off season that, that, uh, Carson was uh, operating quicker, uh, getting through his reads, stuff like that. I'm wondering if there's a player too that kind of an example of that we want, uh for that kind of key there. Yeah,
1: there were a couple of opportunities. Um, First half, uh, called a play action pass that was designed to get Alshon the ball, and uh, we ran a jet motion. Um, and the safety twenty, uh, can't remember his number. I think it was twenty three. Maybe in the corner. The safety was was going with Nelly on the motion, but then he stopped. And and Carson was coming off the play fake, and he and he saw him sitting there. And and instead of either trying to force it or or move, Jordan Howard was in the flat. And he he just dropped it right down to him. So he get getting through the progression. Late in the game, he did the same thing. Uh, you know, right before the field goal, another opportunity. We I called a pass again. Um, he had an opportunity to uh, you know shoot the ball down the field. It wasn't there. Put the ball in the flat. So. You know, th- those are the things we talk about. He's just, he's just going through the progression. You know, understanding the defense, uh, putting the ball in the playmakers' hands, and and uh, you know, continuing to work that way.
2: Saw Andre a few snaps at that tight end in tight end position. How did they do there? And what are the coaching points for a guy kind of playing a little wider than he normally does?
1: Yeah, I, I thought he did. Thought he did a nice job. Um, probably oversat. You know, on his on on the one protection a little bit too wide on on Carrigan. Uh, on the second play of the game, but um, I thought he, you know, for the most part played well, kind of a new position for him. You know, we worked him there all week, uh, tried to get him comfortable in that spot. And really they're blocking the same guys, you know, those outside linebackers or DN type guys. So, you know, yeah, he is a little bit wider, but the technique's still the same and, uh, you know, something will continue to, to grow with, with him.
2: Were there any first-half calls that you would have liked to have back? What's that? Were there any first-half calls that you would have liked to have back?
1: What are you referring to?
2: No, not in particular, just as everybody was no. sort of going into the locker room.
1: No. Never second-guess yourself. Do
2: you like to more of your in that game, or do you think this stuff comes in
1: bunches? I think it comes in bunches, but I think in the second half you saw, you know, Derek Barnett was a little disruptive. Um, you know, he got some holding calls on their tackle. Uh, you know BG coming off the edge a couple times, chase down a screen. I mean, there there was some there was some good effort and, and some good plays made by those guys.
2: A
0: third ball, third one. Uh, 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 with the defensive end numbers that you do have right now, and with Brandon Graham and Benny Curry having experience on the inside, do you think that could kind of
2: mitigate losing only uh, for a little while?
1: Yeah, it just taxes those guys a little bit more, having to move them around. Um, that's something we're going to have to really you know think hard and look hard at these next couple of days uh, before we move forward
2: the third and one call in the second quarter, the the pitch to the sprawls to his right. What was the decision making behind that call and what went wrong in the execution? Well,
1: the decision making was um, it was part of our short yardage menu. Um, We had just lined up in the same personnel group formation and and shift earlier and uh, had a a sneak call. This was the second part of that play, and the decision was to go with that call, and it just failed. We just didn't execute well.
2: You you know, what makes Carson different? so effective on those third and one, fourth ones, and and how does his ability on those on those plays kind of affect your play call, your decision making?
1: You're talking about the sneaks. <clears throat> well, he, you know, the sneaks start with the offensive line, and you know, with Kelsey and Isaac and, and Brandon, those are the three guys that uh, get a lot of movement, you know, with their tackles because they're gonna they're gonna put those big guys right in the eight gaps and, and and make it hard, but. Uh, Gosh, they, they, they rolled them out of there pretty good. And, and then Carson's long, powerful with his legs and, and, you know, did a nice job of just hitting that hitting that apex and that wedge and, and just kind of riding the wave. Um, just well executed.
2: corner, what, Carson, what led you to start Douglas over Jones?
1: Well, we knew going in that they were all going to play. Um, and, and really, you know, Razul had been really working at that spot for the majority of the time. You know, and, and Sydney was going to get some opportunity in this game so all three got a chance to play and and uh, it was good to see them all in there. And, and,
2: and so when Jones went in in the second half, was that planned or was that a response <coughs> to Douglas's play in the first half?
1: No, game? it was all planned. Yeah, everything was planned.
2: When you look at uh, Tim Jordan again, I mean obviously if the league's going to be out for a while, he's going to have to step up. I mean, as far as the way he's playing this year, I mean last year he was obviously hurt and wasn't you know, close to full straight. Have you seen like a big improvement in him since last year?
1: Yeah, I've seen. You know, the confidence, obviously, number one, coming back from the injury um, that he sustained, and then, and then two, he's just he's he's got a lot of energy. Um, he's a, he's an excitable guy. He loves playing. Loves playing the D line position. Um, you know, uh, just somebody that brings a brings a a, a level of energy and and power to the, to the inside, you know? And so, you know, now he's going to obviously get an opportunity here, uh, with the next, probably the next few weeks to, to play a little bit more and, and, uh, really would, would expect nothing less from him. Thanks, okay. Thanks. thanks. you go back and you into the
0: film, is there anything that, that jumps up to why you guys weren't able to get off to a fast
5: start? Anything in particular? No, I mean, i thought you know we were off to a positive start and then got you know found ourselves in a challenging position there at third and 17 and um, so that, that drive ended, and we had a 13-play drive. It, we didn't get any points on. Um, we're going to be aggressive, or you know, you know our DNA and, and what we want to get done on, on four downs, and uh, and we were doing it there, and, and they knocked the pass down. So um, I think those are our two our first two drives. There's there's a lot of good execution right there, and we just got to got to build on all the positive things that we things that we did well. And I think that we've you know found our groove, um, certainly there in the second quarter, and, and really controlled the game from there on.
2: Hey, Mike, what goes on behind the scenes, whether it's in practice, in the meeting room, in the, in the game.
4: Planning
5: to prepare for third downs? Uh, well, we exhaust the tape. Number one, look at all the third downs that uh, we looked at every third down that Washington had last year. Um, you know, we studied by a number of different things, you know, the down and distances, that, the parameters that we have set, um, different personnel groups. Uh, obviously, got to study, you know, their, their sub pressure package and make sure that our protection plan is, is sound. Um, so that we can protect the quarterback first and then try to put our guys in, in position to win their matchups. and uh, sometimes that's by scheme and other times it's because we got good players and we trust the players. What is the uh, biggest are the biggest strengths of uh, this Falcons defense coming up? Oh boy, um, they got a lot of talent over there, uh, a lot of team speed, uh, very aggressive penetrators. Uh, they want to try to you know um, create uh, negative plays. And, uh, and and get you off schedule and then let their you know their rushers get after you. Um, and they got some guys that are very talented uh, and, you know, from an individual pass rush standpoint. Mark, you guys did a good job of uh, getting uh, mismatches for Sean and Al Shaman on, on a linebacker in, in the end zone. You know what went into that? And how much um, you know was it just you have guys that, that can by themselves create mismatches? Yeah, so, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, we, we certainly feel good about our matchups. Um, you know on, on most on most plays regardless of who they're playing against uh, and um, you know some of its its scheme and film study and game planning and and uh, you know other cases where you know you talk about the end zone touchdown that you uh, uh, Carson scrambles out on. First of all, he does a great job of stepping up, you know, eluding the rush, getting out there and fitting that ball. I mean, if and when you watch it on uh, our tape, it's it's just a tiny window at the linebacker, you know, trying to reach over and, and break it up. So, uh, great catch by Ashon Certainly a really really good play there by Carson. Um, so that's that's an instance of two guys really you know stepping up and making a, a really good individual play. Um, from a schematic standpoint, you know, we we like that play for a number of different reasons. For for a couple different uh coverages that we could have gotten so we thought it was a good all-purpose play a couple of those off off schedule throws on the run yeah after training camp we saw him mostly in the pocket where's that balance right now between letting him do those things but also being a pocket passer? well we would never put the you know the uh the reins on him so to speak and um that's who he is that's that's in his dna it's in his bloodstream he's he's got the ability to extend plays and um you know we saw that come to life on sunday a couple of those third downs where he escaped out there to the left and found Zach and found Alshon, uh, extended the drive there on on a couple of those plays and on the on the red zone touchdown where he was able to do that. And um, so you know we don't we don't put any kind of restrictions on his ability to do that. It just doesn't show up so much in practice. It's, it's kind of hard to, to simulate that and practice, so to speak. There's a quick whistle. Um, obviously, he's not live in practice, and usually we're, you know, we're rarely live in practice. So that's just kind of something that, that I think comes to life in the game a little bit too. Hey, what, what was your with take being, with, you with the Jordan. running
4: back committee? Uh, Doug mentioned that certain guys run certain plays a little bit better. How careful do you have to be from a self-scout standpoint to not let the opponent know which guy runs this play? Right. And I would
5: first of all I'd say that we have confidence in the guys running all the schemes um, but we do try to get everybody in, involved and in the mix, and so then you know you got to try to you know balance that with like like you said you got to do a great job self scouting yourself and making sure that they're in on uh, on some things uh, from a weekly basis that uh, maybe you didn't show the week before. So we're constantly massaging that and managing that, and like I said, we got a lot of confidence in those guys to run all all the runs that we have in a, you know on on each game plan. Mike uh, Carson obviously is almost unstoppable on
2: those keepers. Uh, two-part question what makes him so good on third and one fourth and one on a keeper and also uh are you yeah, ever- I mean I wasn't
5: sure you're thinking the sneak I got you
2: yeah the sneaks yeah. Uh, is is there any concern I mean you know he's I think he's done he's actually done more of those than anyone other than Cam Newton since he came in the league so you guys obviously are real comfortable with him is there any any concern about putting him at risk on those plays and what makes him so good on him?
5: well I think uh, it starts up front you know with our offensive line and um, you know, certainly those three interior guys, uh, it was Isaac. I think Isaac actually had a pancake on, on one of the sneaks uh, in the game. But uh, Kelsey and then uh, Brandon uh, Brooks, the, the three of those guys in there wedging. And, and then, uh, you know, Carson's a big, strong guy. So his added, added strength and push behind those guys uh, makes it a tough play to stop. So we got a lot of confidence in it. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, he can, he can get up from the pile each and every time. But we got a lot of confidence in that play. Um, and try not to put him at any undue risk. Sorry about that. You mentioned Isaac's uh, pancake. It seems like we've heard about his strength for a while, but we've seen it show up now. It's, how much farther along is he in that regard? Of his game? Uh, I, I don't know his exact strength numbers off the top of my head, but, um, you know, I. I I think he's playing with excellent technique. He's certainly very confident in his game right now, and um, we felt really good about our preparation. And, and he was, you know, one of those guys that uh, practiced with a you know high intensity level for throughout the the course of training camp, and uh, I think he showed up on Sunday. What's
2: your length for a sneak? Is it like a yard strictly, or would you do one for two yards? Do you have a yeah? I think a depending on the circumstance,
5: on no, I wouldn't say any hard and fast rule. Uh, a little bit depends on you know the circumstance in the game. Uh, some of it's it's gut feel. I mean, obviously, the further further away from the first down, the, the less chance that you're going to do it. But um, you you know anywhere from probably two yards in, pretty standard.
4: When look at this Falcons defense, it looked like they got gashed pretty good uh, in the run you know in the run game. And I think Cousins only threw maybe ten passes. Is yeah. that kind of a blueprint that uh, you guys can use from that game?
5: Um, it's a pretty unique game for the NFL uh, to be able to win a game like that and only call, to, you know, I think they called 14 passes, but uh, to eight of 10 uh, in the final stats. Uh, they did run it well. I think it was four and a half yards a carry, which is, which is good um but maybe not quite as as dominant as it might have sounded just just hearing about the highlights over the television so um you know i think they they had a punt blocked early They you know they had the first drive on the 20 they started the second drive on the 40. Um, so very positive field position to start the game uh, and we're able to kind of control the game from there so uh you know we we have a lot of respect for the falcons uh, we know they've been really good on defense for a number of years now and uh, we know it's going to be a big challenge for us it seemed like uh, miles is running into heavy boxes did you guys notice anything about that and um, you know, why do you think that might have been the case if it was no i wouldn't i wouldn't say that was the case i mean um there's going to be times where they you know they try to overload the box, and then you know we've got uh, you know our run packages that we put together to try to to handle those kinds of things, make sure we're hat for hat, and we're not leaving a free hitter in the hole, and uh, I think Miles ran the ball really well. Um, he was able to to, to slow through there a couple of times. He saw a real real burst and, and change of speed on the second level, and um, so he did a really good job in his in his pass protection. I think he got asked that last week about. Uh, were we confident in him and he was targeted on his pass protection and stepped up and took on the linebacker a couple of times did a really good job of that so we think he'll continue to progress
2: yeah he had four negative plays is there any teaching point there or is it more what the defense did or anything he could do differently no, no I
5: wouldn't I mean anytime you have a negative it's never just one guy so um, very pleased with with the uh, the start that he had uh, on Sunday and um, you know we have one exchange issue that you know we obviously got to get that cleaned up but
4: hey Mike, you mentioned- The outliers in the Falcons game, the block punt, the the good field goal position, I think they were down 28-0. From a game plan perspective, does that make it a little bit more difficult because those situations probably aren't going to happen again?
5: Yeah, well, you you certainly can't plan on that. But you try to glean all the information that you can from um, watching the game on Sunday. Obviously, that's the most recent exposure we have uh, with, with Dan Quinn calling the defense. Um, you look at all the preseason games and everything they did, but you, you know his personality is going to come out over the course of the season as, as a play caller. It's been a number of years since he's done that, so uh, we're, in, we're 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 doing all the research there. And like I said, we got a lot of respect for their for their defense. They got a lot of really talented guys over there, and it'll be a challenge in there on Sunday.
4: What's your, what your evaluation
3: of uh, Andre Dillard, and, and can you just speak to what challenge the offensive line is going to
4: have in that dome?
5: Yeah, we'll, we'll be prepared for the noise. Um, you know, we certainly be prepared, not our first road game, road test. I mean, um, two games ago we played down in New Orleans in, in the playoffs. It was pretty loud. So our guys are accustomed to that. We'll, we'll have them will We'll work with the noise all week. And, um, you know, Andre did a good job. Just stepped in there, got a, got a couple plays, got his feet wet. So we know he will continue to progress. Like
0: the coordinator, when you go for it on fourth and two from your own territory, even your yep. own territory, what goes through your mind? Why do you like that Doug is so. Well, I think
5: it just speaks to the confidence we have in our players, you know, the belief and the trust and uh, and the confidence that we can get the job done. And uh, so I think that they feed off that. And, you know, obviously, we you know, you, you, we were successful there and, you know, made a big difference there on that, that opening drive in the second half and our ability to go down and score and really kind of take seize momentum of the game. Yeah, yep. Hey, thank you out there that uh, Malik has suffered as Frank has done for the year. I, I don't expect you to confirm it, but obviously you're going to be out with him, uh, be without him for a while. What does that do to your unit?
3: Um, yeah, you know, we'll probably be without him for a while. Um, Malik's an important part of what we do, and we'll certainly miss him when he's on the field, but um, we got plenty of guys that can step up and play, and that's nothing new in the NFL. It doesn't change our task from game to game, and it doesn't cha- uh, change our task over the course of the year. We'll get him healthy and get him back, um, you know, and if I know Malik will do a good job staying uh, staying engaged um, while he's rehabbing. Um, you know, I've been really impressed with him as a professional, not just as a player but as a professional. I'm sure you guys have too. What
0: have you seen, what have you seen from uh, Tim
4: Jernigan even just getting back to training camp through week one? I know he had that big sack. I mean, how much progress has he made from what he went through last year?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a tough year for Timmy last year, you know, coming back from an injury and, you know, working hard to get back on the field you know it's tough for any player um but he's a good player and um you know we saw that in the plays that he played on Sunday and we're going to need him to um you know get back to that which I think he is um you know he made a lot of plays in training camp practices maybe some that you guys saw maybe some that you guys didn't Um, but we have a lot of confidence in him not just against the run but against pass also and uh you know that uh, that sack that he had was uh, was a, a really really well executed stunt between him and Vinny. and uh, Vinnie was a guy that was good to get back out there making a contribution to us too. He played physical, um, brought us some energy, and um, you know we're we're glad to have that back with us. Timmy does the same thing, um, you know. It was a hurry up situation, so you weren't able to to get Timmy's. Um, shimmy, so to speak, um, after he after he makes his play. But th- that brings us energy. Anytime he's made a play, brings us energy on defense.
2: You um, you know, uh, Finney did Curry. Did you see enough um, from their perimeter pass rush in this game? You would you like to see more?
3: Yeah, they'd like to. They were doing a lot of double chipping, um, you know, and I think that really what we needed to do is we needed to cover better um, to be able to get the pass rush home. Um, including blitzes, you know, blitzes that block them up, but you have guys that are adding the running backs and adding themselves to the pressure. Um, I think it was more a case of that. Anytime somebody takes a max-up approach, which they did an awful lot, they kept a lot of tight ends in, it's going to be hard to get there on the outside. Um, You know, the thing I was probably most disappointed in in pass rush was the last series, you know, you got two-score lead. As long as we don't do something stupid, we're going to win the game. By doing something stupid, I mean a ball over our head. So you know, keep it in front, let them bleed the clock. But those are good chances to get rush. And I think at that point, you saw that uh, it was first game for us, and a lot of guys were playing their first game of the year. And you know, our conditioning probably wasn't where it uh, where it can be and where it will be. And there were opportunities to make some plays there because there we weren't getting all those heavy play actions and heavy double chips. We can we can do better certainly. Um, in pass rush, but I think in coverage we can make quarterback hold the ball a little bit longer and uh, buy time for some of our guys to get home.
4: In this summer you were talking about playing your
2: ends and end and your tackles at tackle. Um, is, is is that still how you're thinking? Even with Malik out,
3: we did that a few times in that game. Um, if you guys if you guys saw some of those, um, you know we we can still do that. You know Fletch can do it. Um, he's done it for us in the past. Um, you know, we could, we, 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 we've done that before. We can do it in the future. I don't think it takes us out of any packages like that.
2: You guys have played the Falcons once a year since you've been here and have held them in check pretty well. What's the common thread there, if any?
3: I don't know. Every game's different. Um, every game's a different set of circumstances. Um, you know, I think this is the first challenge that we've had on the road with the Falcons. It's a, it's a little bit like, um, you know, every year it seemed like we were going to Seattle or Los Angeles and playing those games on the road. And, you know, now we get Seattle at home this year. Um, we do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Falcons is best far as I can get. But, um, but it is going to be a little bit different. You know, they've been in a hostile environment. Now we're going down to a hostile environment, so we have to carry that over. Um, you know, I mean, I think whether it's stopping the Falcons or any NFL team, you know, try to limit the run game, try to take big plays away. Um, you know, stop drives on third down, went in the red zone. red zone's been important to us the last couple of years with those guys um, just to keep the score down. Um, we will have to do a lot better job playing the pass than we did a couple days ago. Yeah,
5: you what, was the, uh, uh, what happened to okay. the 69-yard touchdown pass uh, with Russell?
3: Yeah, that was pressure. Um, didn't get home on the pressure. Um, didn't cover very well. You know, every play is a combination of a million things. You know, I mean, if, if a guy doesn't cover well, you can cover it up sometimes with, um, you know, somebody winning in pass rush or somebody winning on a blitz. If a guy covers really good, like we talked about before, um, you know, sometimes you can cover up a guy not winning in pass rush. Um, that one we had co- a combination of a lot of
4: different things, and we paid the price for it. With Matt, was that- coverage as a whole, um, typically corner's not a rotational spot, but obviously – yeah, Ronald, on the pitch count, do you think that plays into it? Guys, moving parts.
3: No, not there's no excuse there. Our guys have all played a lot of football, um, and it re- really wasn't pitch counts as much as it was. You know, Vontae went down cramping. Um, um, you know, Darby went down cramping at one point. You know, we were we were mixing the match. and matching. was playing the slot rotation really didn't work out the way that we wanted to because of Sid going down and playing the slot and then moving outside but um, you know it's not ideal long term but right now um, you know do that until uh, until we settle in its position and then see where that takes us
5: and what happened on the, the other, uh,
4: what happened on the other deep ball where I think it was McLaren again got open but it was just overthrown
3: yeah that was another one um, that was that actually was another pressure there too. Um, everybody always wants a blitz, but nobody likes when those uh, when those deep balls go up against blitz. But um, yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was a very similar situation. We could do a better job in coverage, a little better job in pass rushing, a little better in our overlap in coverage. Um, we were lucky we didn't pay the price for that one. Can you see, uh, like Sydney and Russell kind of continuing to rotate there on the
0: outside. Is that kind of does it go like game by game and, and like I yeah. guess as far as? Some- plays depending on how well they're
3: doing we'll we'll see where it is i mean see how many snaps and one thing is um you know particularly third quarter we were getting stops the offense was holding the ball for you know 20 plays a drive or whatever our guys were fresh we really didn't need a whole lot of rotation there um but every game is different you never know what it's going to look like how many snaps you're going to have to play things like that so we'll, we'll take it on a game-by-game game basis and see where it takes us.
4: Can you pinpoint any reason why the coverage wasn't, uh, you know, up to, you know, what you expected?
3: Yeah, they were all a little bit different. I think a tendency you have a tendency when you give up play to get a little less aggressive in coverage, and then we gave up some underneath um, things. Um, but it was there was a lot of different things. Overall, we just didn't we just didn't particularly in that first half. Didn't have a lot of sync. Our zones weren't good. Our man wasn't good. Our blitz wasn't good. Our run, we were still stopping the run pretty good, but um, you know whether it's a combination of tackling or you know angles going to the ball or defending deep to short or playing tight coverage, it just uh, just didn't look like us. It didn't look like what we'll look like. Um, I thought I was really proud of the team. Not just defense. I was really proud of the team to come out at halftime the way that we did, played a really, really good third quarter. And, um, you know, that's tough, you know, and everybody always likes to have those games where everything's going right. And, you know, you're doing the electric slide and, and everybody's, you know, everybody's into it. And it, and it feels great, but you know, sometimes long term, it's better to have a game like we had and to look bad in the first half and to get booed off the field. And we, I mean, we deserve that. Might um, have been booing too, um, but to it, it was interesting because um, we were, we're, were we just weren't playing good. It wasn't anything that we needed to particularly address. Wasn't really a whole lot of changes we made. We really didn't. We really didn't. You know, make a ton of changes at halftime. The guys just came out with more resolve and they played the way that they can. We got third down stops. We played tight coverage, um, stopped the run, got forced some penalties. Like I said, our pass rush wasn't the greatest as far as sacks and and things like that. But we forced a lot of holding penalties, which stopped the drives or put the offense or their offense in some tough positions. Um, we we just got to get there. We got to get to where we're coming out and playing that way. Uh, no excuses. We didn't start that game the way we needed to. You prefer to not rotate a corner. I think um, I think yeah. We'd like to get we'd like to get it settled. But we got a lot of guys that can go out there and contribute. And um, I think like we'd probably prefer to have different packages for different matchups and for different things like that. But. You know, when you do have guys that haven't played in the preseason, guys come back from injuries and things like that, I think it's just sort of a fact of life. Um, You know, you get long drives, you get different things. Um, You know, we're prepared to play it anyway, but you know, I think that uh, when it's all said, when it when it gets settled down, we'll be in a good spot because we have a lot of guys that have got experience. Does,
2: any, does any injury give, will that give any kind of opportunity like Deshaun Hall or, or Sharif Miller, or is it strictly do you look to the defensive tackles uh, there? Will you move Ends inside, like you did
3: last year. You think? No yeah, way. I don't know. We'll, we'll 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 take that as we uh, as we go and see. You know, this this year we had been rushing a lot more out of our two and two packages, two defensive ends, two defensive tackles, um, and you know, having guys like Malik and Fletch gave us some flexibility. There um, remains to be seen. More
4: consistent of uh, Derek Barnett playing for the first time in about eleven months. Yeah, played hard.
3: You know he he always plays hard and gives us uh, and gives us good energy, um, you know. I mean, there, there's some things he can do better. He was he was playing tough. He was playing physical. He was, um, you know, um, he affected the game. Did a good job against the run. Rather not get those two penalties that he got. You know, I mean, and those are those are good learning experiences for him. I mean, that one that guy was going to make that field goal. He was going to miss it. He wasn't going to be short, but. If that had put him close enough that he barely crossed the bar, that would have been dear uh, penalty in the first half. we got to learn from that. We can't put ourselves in that p- position.
4: The defensive coordinator, what's it like to have an offensive head coach play caller that might go for it on fourth and one minus 34? Yeah, I mean, that's what we are.
3: You know, it doesn't surprise us. I mean, it's been that way for four years. Our defense is ready, and we know it's our job to go out there and cover us up. If we uh, if we don't get that, um, you know, we would. I think any defensive player likes aggressiveness from a head coach in those situations. Um, we're a pretty good short yardage team. We're a pretty good quarterback sneak team. Um, our guys have a lot of confidence in our ability to uh, our offense's ability to get it. Okay. okay.